I'll carry happy face cookies around with me all the time because they're easy, right? You can decorate a happy face cookie in like two seconds. But I put it in a bag and tie it with a yellow ribbon and I'm out and about and I see someone or a kid crying or something and I just give them a cookie. The day is totally changed at that point, right? Who's not going to be happy with a happy face cookie in their hand? You're listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey, Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast listeners, welcome back. This episode is brought to you by my friends over at Relish Studio. Check them out on the web at relishstudio.com. They are a digital marketing firm devoted to purpose-driven business leaders, and their goal is to guide and support their customers as they realize the full potential of marketing to fuel both business and personal growth. Speaking from personal experience, I have worked with Relish on websites, logo design, and in fact, the editing of this very podcast. I can't say enough about them. And my friend Stu is just a wonderful human. He is totally in alignment in terms of environment and sustainability, two things I'm very passionate about. And in fact, their entire business is a 1% for the planet partner which means they're giving back a percentage of their revenue to environmental causes and organizations. I just love these guys. I can't say enough about them. If you decide to check them out and you want to hire them for a new job, make sure you mention the Maximum Enthusiasm podcast to them and they will offer you a 10% discount off of their normal rate on their first engagement with you. Check them out, relishstudio.com. Welcome back, listeners. Today's episode is recorded just before the Christmas holiday season of 2018, and my guest is in the throes of the final holiday customer service delivery send-out. She owns a company called Sugar Me Sweet. Her name is Kristen Murren, and her business is, of course, in the dessert and sweets uh, industry. She makes these incredible, customized, um, beautifully decorated cakes and cookies and other delicacies um, and that make my taste buds just soar. And she is just an incredible powerhouse source of energy and positivity out in the world. Um, not only does she make these incredible things and um, employ other women at her business, she also just adds a whole lot of just joy and positivity to whatever room or whatever situation she's in. And I wanted to host her on the show because she comes from a very different background. She comes from a very different career. And at one point, I think it was four or five years ago, she decided to make the switch to become her own boss, to strike out on this entrepreneurial adventure that is a cookie company. And she has proven with her love of what she does and her dedication to her customers that it's possible to be incredibly successful in something that you really enjoy. Um, you'll hear her talk about how her her sales have basically doubled every single year. And that's quite an amazing feat in any line of business and particularly in the business that she's in. Um, it's just such a neat company and philosophy in general because everything that they make and produce and send out into the world touches someone and usually in a really positive way and usually at a really positive uh, experience or event like a wedding or a baby shower um, birthday and um, 
I asked her how she stays so dedicated to it. I personally don't have the patience to sit and decorate hundreds and hundreds of cookies. I, I suspect I would be really, really finicky with the first 50 or so, and then I would probably start to get a little bit sloppy and prone to start rushing through them at that point. My, my fatigue would set in. Hers actually goes the other direction where she treats each individual cookie or cake as a standalone project and a standalone demonstration of her business and has her name on it. And so she takes the time that it takes. And so in fact, while we're recording, you'll hear a little bit of noise in the background on her end because she's actually finishing up a really big order. And these are such complicated, excuse me, cookies that she can only get four of them done an hour. And so I'm sorry, but I just do not have that kind of patience. I think that's incredible. And I know that they're going to look amazing. I mean, talk about little miniature works of art um, that we can put in our mouths and experience in that way too, which is so fantastic. So um, I hope that this light subject of cookies and entrepreneurialism right at the holidays is uplifting and beneficial to you. I hope that you'll check out her website and definitely follow her on Instagram to see pictures of her amazing products and the amazing things that they're doing. She did just finish building out an entire commercial kitchen in the basement of her home, which is just yet another testament to her dedication to this business endeavor. And I really hope that you have a chance to meet Kristen someday in person. But if not, I hope you have the chance to sample some of her fares. So with that, happy holidays, listeners. Uh, wherever this finds you, whenever this finds you, I hope that you're having a blessed day and that the sun shines on your face for at least a few minutes. And um, make sure you smile and talk to a stranger. Talk to you soon. Did you get your miles in? Uh I did. I rode 30 miles this morning and then I had a two hour conference call in the middle of the day from 11 until one. And so I hopped on the bike for the entire two hour conference call and got another 30 miles. So I've got 60 for the day and I'm hoping to get actually another like 25 to 30 tonight. Good um, for you. That'll get me under, that'll get me under the 400 mark if I can get that. So that would be good. Mentally, it That's would be good. pretty close. I know. I know. It's like so close. I can taste it. And then at the same time, it's like, no, it's still under four, that's 400 miles. It's still no small feat, but, um, you know, it was like 1200 miles back before Thanksgiving. So I've closed a pretty big gap. That's so, a huge um, anyway, are you all done with the big cookie thrust right before the holidays? You know what? It's funny. Cause I am literally like right now painting the gold details on the very last order for Christmas. And I, it was a special order for a client whom I adore, and she wanted the 12 days of Christmas. So every cookie was different, and she wanted two sets. So it's taken me since 8 o'clock this morning to get these oh. cookies done. <laughs> oh, girl. And this is the life of the cookie lady, right? I mean, this it is, is. How it goes. This is what it is. Yeah, this is what I live for. So, um, yeah, I'm actually just finishing up this very, very last four details and I'm done for Christmas. Oh, I get to take gosh. like three days off and I'm very excited about that. I bet. And so is it fair to say that, uh, by the way, I pushed record quite a while ago. I just like to sneak it on in while we're rolling. <laughs> no problem. Um, uh, is it safe to say that the, the Christmas holiday season is by far the busiest when it comes to cookie life? Absolutely. December for sure. And then May is really big. We call May spring December because that's when all the graduations happen and wedding season starts. Sure. 
Sure. Well, so to give our listeners an idea, like for people that haven't actually seen your amazingness in person and and rest assured, we will be posting your Instagram and your website contact on the Maximum Enthusiasm website. But um, (laughs) for people who have not seen the Sugar Me Sweet delectables in person, can you describe what you do? What we do, the bulk of what I personally do is the hand-decorated sugar cookies. So any of the cookies with the fine details and the fine piping, the lettering, the lines that are all done by hand is my forte. The uh, cakes and cupcakes and anything that basically comes in a bigger box is Brooks. So the division of labor is very, very clean over here. She does sure. the baking and the cakes and the cupcakes, and then I get to do all of the hand detail stuff, all the cookies, all the cake pops all the fun stuff. And, you know, a cookie, some people might say a cookie is a cookie, but if, I mean, I would respectfully disagree because I've had yours. And so when we're talking about you custom frosting these cookies that you're working on right now, um, I mean, how much time does each one take? Because the art on them is so, what are we talking like five, six minutes per cookie? It depends on the cookie. Like these ones I did today, I probably spent easily... 10 minutes per cookie, wow, which is a lot for what I normally do. Yeah, I planned, I gave myself four cookies an hour is what I budgeted for this particular set because the artwork was so, so detailed. I think I mixed 16 colors to do these cookies. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're crazy. I'll have to snap a picture and upload it so everybody can see what I'm talking about. But the uh, normal cookies, I can do a dozen an hour. So I can kind of get through a bunch if they're not super complicated, but I like to keep them to where they're not super detailed. They're just pretty and they're fun and people still want to eat them. And honestly, every batch that I've seen you and I've known, you now I don't know, five years. years yeah. Uh, I've years. never seen a cookie that had like a blemish or a defect on it. I mean, every single one of them is a, is a work of art. And it honestly, the question that that brings to mind is how do you stay so focused and so committed to perfection cookie after cookie. Well, I have to think about the fact that every cookie that leaves this house has my name on it. True. And if I don't send out the best product that I can every day, people aren't going to order. There's so much competition, so many girls out there that are jumping into this. And I really feel like I have to make sure every piece leaves here. Like it's an individual masterpiece or I'm not happy with it. That's a great point. And not only that, but you have a different, theoretically, a different consumer for each cookie. So it's not like the same person sees 10 and might be willing to kind of overlook the one. This is like your one shot to impress whoever it is that happens to pick them up. Exactly. And I used to include, Um, if I had a mistake cookie, sometimes I'll still include them. I'll just put them in a separate bag and say, oh, hey, we always bake extra. If we don't drop it on the floor, we include it in the box. We always have to you know, expect that something might happen. And so I always include those extras and I, if they're pretty, I still include them and they're no charge. It's just here. Enjoy the extras. Um, yeah, I like to give myself a little bit of a buffer and if I don't need the buffer better for the client. And so your commitment, you know, cookie after cookie, hour after hour, the hundredth, the 200th, the 800th, you know, cookie later, your dedication focused comes from this sense of sort of personal pride in your product and knowing that your name is attached to it. Absolutely. Every cookie order to me is a chance to make an event that somebody's having that much more special. If it's a baby shower or a wedding or somebody's big birthday, I want them to be happy that they chose us. I want them to say, hey, we made the good 
good decision by calling Sugar Me Sweet and ordering the cake from there because it was amazing. Or ordering these custom cookies from there because they were not only pretty, but they tasted great. And that's what I wanted to provide people. So to back up for a second for our guests, um, my, for our listeners, I should say, my guest on the show today is Kristen, and she is the owner of a, what I would consider a gourmet, really deluxe and delightful cake and cookie, um, and I guess desserts and just confections in general um, business, but it's called Sugar Me Sweet. And so what do you define your business as? We rebranded after we decided we were going to open the, the kitchen to dessert bakery. So all of our stuff now just says dessert bakery. So everything sugar we're going to make for you. We're not going to do breads. We're not going to do muffins and rolls. There's plenty of places you can get those, but we want to just specialize in sugar and special occasions. We want that 50th birthday, that wedding, that baby shower, that retirement party, anything that you you want to show that you went the extra mile for, that's where we want to come in and make you really shine. And honestly, one of the main reasons, I mean, you're a dear friend and I just adore you to death, but one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the show was because you come from a career, a long career in law and you were a paralegal at a uh, private law firm, correct? Correct. And like 20 some years, right? Uh, about 15. Yeah. It was a long time. Okay. So I just love the fact that you, you completely made this pivot from this very successful and, 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 you know, financially uh, wise career, I would say people would agree that being a paralegal is a very wonderful career. And, and, um, and at some point you decided you wanted to not only leave to start your own business, but completely switch into this other very different area, which is this um, dessert bakery. So tell me and tell our listeners about that decision and kind of what prompted it and how you decided to do it. Well, I love working with my hands and I always have. I've always done something where, you know, besides just typing, um, I really like to work with my hands and I like to create. And so my sister taught me how to do these sugar cookies about seven years ago. And I fell in love with it. I thought, oh, this is just too much fun. I get to create these cool things. And I was giving them to friends as birthday presents and just thank you gifts. And I was instigated into starting the company. And I wasn't sure that I would be able to sell enough cookies to support myself. I mean, that's a million dollar question. Anytime someone makes the leap though, right? You mean starting my law firm? Am I, is my phone ever going to ring? Uh, anyone else who starts any kind of business, that's always the fear. But I can understand how that would be an even bigger fear in the world of cookies simply because the volume that you need to generate in order to have it be lucrative. Exactly. It took about nine months of working day job and then coming home and doing cookies at night to replace about half my income. Ah. <coughs> Excuse me. And then... And so I quit my job in what, June of 2014 and haven't looked back. But I did have support. I, my other half was very supportive in making sure that the bills were paid and that, you know, we weren't going to lose the house if I quit my job. So I was lucky in that I did have financial support from my other half until we got back to where the company was bringing in what I was bringing in as a paralegal. And we definitely don't have to talk numbers now, but from our recent discussion, I mean, you are killing it. And so would it be fair to say that you are actually doing better financially now than you were in your former life? Yeah, absolutely. Each year we've doubled our sales from the year before, which is scary and crazy all at the same time. 
And even this year, I thought, well, there's no way we can double last year and still manage with just the few of us that are here. But we are going to be not very short shy of doubling last year's sales yet again this year. And I just have the best clients. And I love that people keep referring people to us and they keep coming to us. And I hate having to say no. (laughs) Because you're just booked up solid. I mean, you're so booked. Yeah, you used to be able to call about a week in advance and get an order in, no problem. And now we're looking, you know, we're still booked three weeks out and we're not, we're past Christmas. But that's a great problem to have as a business owner, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's that's the goal. It is, but it's scary too. How many people can I say no to, or how many times can I tell a client no before they're, they just give up? I had, I had a lady last week call and she said, every time I call, you're busy. And I said, you know, without saying, well, maybe you should call earlier. Um, I said, well, what do you need? What's, what's your next event? Let's just get you on the board now. And so we ended up scheduling a birthday for February and it's off her list and it's on the board and she finally gets to, you know, experience us. Now she knows what all the, all the craziness is about. (laughs) I mean, I had to push her on the board. not funny. Sometimes people don't like to be prodded to have to plan ahead a little bit, but if they're willing to, then obviously you can definitely work more easily with their schedule and with their needs. Absolutely. Um, So if someone's maybe sitting out there in that job where they are probably working for someone else and they are expected to work, you know, the 40 or 50 hour work week with the potential two to three vacation weeks a year, and they're thinking, you know, maybe it's not bad, but maybe there could be something better you know, what would you say to them in terms of you actually took that leap? It sounds like one of the pieces of advice you would give is to stay where you're at and start building the new thing on the side. Is that, is that a fair statement? That's what I would do. Cause it's very scary to just walk away from a paycheck and benefits and, you know, guaranteed paid vacations to not have any guarantees. It's really a scary place. You've experienced it as well. Yep. I, yep, I, except I went to Turkey. You were a lot smarter about it than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, maybe not. I don't know. I, I was more cautious, but I think that was because of Brad was more cautious about, are you sure? Are you really sure this is what you want to do? But I think I knew when I spent more hours on Pinterest every day than I did actually billing because we didn't have the work that it yeah. was time to make a move. But I would advise somebody who wants to do something different, especially something completely different to do it. You don't get that many opportunities in life to do things that you love. And if you can find a way to create that for yourself, you should absolutely take advantage of it. Totally. And I love what you said earlier about just acknowledging what about your business makes you enjoy it so much. And you said you like being physical, you like using your hands. You know, I just know your personality, you're, you're very energetic and bubbly. And so it makes sense to me that you're in this crazy hustle bustle kitchen as I envision it. And you're just like on the move all day. It would be hard for me to see you stationed at a desk all day. And I suspect that that didn't fit very well with your personalities. Um, what other aspects of this job do you really appreciate that you didn't get to do in your, your previous life? All the people that I get to meet, I get to meet so many people that do so many different things that never even occurred to me and just cool stuff that they ask us to do just stuff that I would have never, ever thought of on my own. And it's just really crazy to think about, oh, you know, we are going to do cookies for this. Okay. Like I would have never thought to market cookies to a health insurance company, you know, guys, you want to roll out a healthcare plan? Why don't you send out a million cookies? That would have never occurred to me, but they came to me and it's happening. And it's, 
it's crazy and fun and busy and makes people think twice about who your future customers might be. I don't know where my next customer right. is going to come from. Right. I don't even know who to market to because yeah. I don't know who might have a need for me. <laughs> Which is sort of neat that you honestly don't have to just because you are so busy and your referral network is so strong. Um, and it's so cool the way you really do think outside the box with some of the things I've seen you guys do, the way you customize company logos. Um, I know you work with car dealerships. I know you work with hospitals and, and health insurance companies, like you mentioned, and you always find some theme or some graphic that makes perfect sense. And it's just so far outside the norm. I mean, they're just so customized and they're so clever that I can see why these companies want those to be given to their customers. Cause that's what they're trying to do is really connect with their customers in that way. Right. Absolutely. And it's such a genius way to do it because it's out of the norm for them as well. Right. Right. And you and I talked about a couple of your clients and sort of um, just even like the psychology of why certain clientele of, of your customers are into the cookies and certain clientele are not. We even talked about just different car brands and we won't say the car brands here, but we just talked about how interesting it was that one car brand, the customer's weren't apparently cookie people, whereas the other car brand people were coming into the dealership specifically on cookie day. They were absolutely. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. The one brand we can't keep in stock and the other ones they can't give away. And I don't understand it at all. It's the same dealership technically, but the brands and even the brands are both high end brands, but the people are so different. I love it. And that's honestly part of your business is the psychology of figuring out how to, I mean, yes, what we're talking about is cookie, but it also carries a message, whether it's a wedding favor, whether it's a thank you cookie, um, you know, for us, you've done our bike to work day. People now associate our bike to work day station with your cookies. They come specifically to find them, you know, to your point earlier, they actually taste really, really, really good. They're not just pretty. They actually taste really good. And so people associate things that you make with really positive feelings. And that's got to feel pretty good. I would think it does. And I love when people, I had one gal had had a baby shower and her boss threw it for her and she'd ordered cookies for me that she'd had at another shower. So she ordered these cookies for this gal. And then that gal called me and said, Hey, these were the best cookies ever. Can I have you make another set in a different color scheme for my personal shower? And it just, she was so in love with them that we, you know, just continued on with the same act, actually the exact same set, just in different colors. And they turned out really cool. But it just goes from, you know, one person has them at a shower and loves them and then she orders them and then everybody there falls in love with them and then they order them and it just, it's ongoing. And I don't really have to do anything different than what I'm already doing that I love to do. And it just, it comes in waves and it's fantastic. It really is. Well, and I hope that you simmer in the fact that that is a byproduct of you and your hard work and your the things that you're putting out into the world that you wouldn't be received that well and that probably um, on a consistent basis if you weren't turning out a really stellar product. And um, in fact, that's how I met you was that your cookies were being served at a girlfriend's uh, baby shower. And I said, oh my gosh, where did you get these? And, they said, and I reached out and started using you for my own business um, cookies and special events. And then we've been friends ever since. And so, I mean, I suppose that that's really how it happens for you all the time. Um, it and does. So and I guess the question, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I've met so many cool people that have become friends. I have clients now that aren't just clients anymore. They're actual friends, friends. I do things with things I get to celebrate. You know, now I've done, 
you know, I do the wedding, then I do the baby shower, and then I have birthdays forever. I'm doing fifth and sixth birthdays for people right now, and it's it's amazing to me that they're still calling, that they still want me to be part of those celebrations, and it's so flattering and just warms my heart and makes me smile. Yeah, absolutely. You get to watch these little babies grow up into small children and stick with them on an annual basis. Exactly. That's pretty neat. Um, so to kind of broaden the theme here, um, just because, you know, the point of the, the podcast is sort of living your best life and helping people thrive. And, and I would consider you absolutely thriving in your space. And I know you've got the same business struggles that the rest of us do. And how do I scale and how do I hire employees and fire employees and train people? And I mean, it's the same thing, right? Um, and right. The marketing, of course, in always challenging, but um, you've obviously taken something that a lot of people do. As you said, there's a lot of people in your industry and yet you've put a spin on it that's allowed you to do it just your way and also allow you to be very successful. And so how did you come to kind of figure out your personality within your business model and what advice would you give to someone? Wow. I guess I would suggest that you find out where your strengths are and you play on those. I'm very much a people person. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. Um, I play on that a lot because, you know, when people meet me, like you said, I can be very bubbly and very outgoing. But then I also have this amazingly cool thing. And I never go anywhere without cookies in my purse, honestly. Cookies or cake pops or something in my purse to hand people when I'm out and about. So I guess as far as, um, God, you go back to that question. I guess just know what your strengths are and play to them. And if you find something you know you don't want to do or you're not good at, find someone who is and give it to them. I have handed off my bookkeeping because I hate it and it's a time suck and I don't like it. And I don't want to do it anymore. So I gave that to someone to do. And social media, as much as I like doing posts occasionally, I didn't want the commitment of having to do them every day. So I found someone who wants to do that. And she works from her laptop on a beach in Costa Rica and she does all the posts. So she's also living her best life. <laughs> right, right, right. And honestly, that's one of our obligations as a business owner, I believe, is helping our people live their best lives. It's not just because they come to work for us. We get to put them in some sort of situation where they have to not be stoked on their life just because we want to do our thing. And I think that's an important thing is just finding the right people for the right seats at the table. Absolutely. And also delegating away the things that we're not good at or the things that we really shouldn't be doing with our time. So I think it's brilliant that you've offloaded those two specific tasks to people who enjoy it a heck of a lot more than you do and free you up to do the things that you do best. Exactly. It gives me more time to focus on the stuff that I feel is important, like managing my people, managing my orders, um, making sure that my invoicing is done, making sure the bank's taken care of, all the other day-to-day stuff that I still have to do as a business owner that I can't farm out. But the stuff that I don't enjoy, it was so just weightlifting to hand those things off and not have to worry about them anymore. And the interesting thing, and it, I mean, it's been a fairly recent revelation for me is that just because we don't like something doesn't mean that someone else doesn't. And so the, the social media thing is, is, is a classic example of something that you don't necessarily hate it, but you're not looking forward to doing it every day. And meanwhile, there's this other person who can't wait to do your social media. And like you said, she's living her best life by being paid by you to do it. And I've learned that lesson too. You know, I can't stand spreadsheets in certain aspects of minutia management. And yet 
someone at my office, she just loves it. She thrives in that space. And so sometimes we have to kind of look around and say, just because I don't like that doesn't mean that someone else might not. And if I hand it off to them, I can thrive, they can thrive, and then the business can thrive. Well, they're going to put so much more effort into it than I can. Like the posts she comes up with are things I would never think of. I'm just going to post a cookie every day. But she posts more interesting, fun stuff that engages customers. And we've gotten so many more followers and so many more likes because the content is so much more diverse than when it was just me. Because she thinks out of the box. She's not thinking of it as a bakery. I love it. I love it. That's a great example of when as a business owner. Uh, and, and of course, none of these things are things that anyone tells you. You sort of have to figure them out once you start a business. But you do. You've learned <laughs> There's no book on this part. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, looking into the future, where does this cookie business go? Um, if you could kind of plot out the next five years, what do you see happening for, for Sugar Me Sweet? I don't know. It's I've kind of just let it lead me where it wants to go for the last couple of years, just to kind of see what would happen. And I've been pretty surprised and pretty dumbfounded, honestly, at how crazy it's been. But I think going forward, um, focusing on just strictly desserts, I'd love to get another person in here so we could disperse the work a little more evenly. Uh, get some other creative, just somebody else that's creative in here, I think would add even another dimension to what we're already doing and make it even more awesome. So I really feel like sure. maybe adding one more person would be a really good, that, would, that we could find that would fit, would really just kind of round out this whole thing and let us do the the potential sales that we think we want to do without me having to say no, which I hate. Right. So I just like to nurture it, let it go a little bit more, but I don't want it to get crazy. I don't want to say yes all the time. I don't want to take everything that walks through the door. I really want it to be stuff that's fun and special and meaningful that we know we can really do a good job on. Well, and that raises another great point. Another reason I wanted to have you on the show, which is that um, you're very much dedicated at the same time that you're dedicated to your business, um, to your quality of life and to the things that bring you joy outside of work. So like your other half being a huge part of that, Brad, and then your common interests of golfing and your goal of playing what, what's the course goal again? Oh goodness. Well, we're, we were going to play all of the 18 hole courses in Colorado and all of the TPC courses nationwide. So we're about 54% of the way through the courses in Colorado. So we're more than halfway. And then we've got 15 out of 38 TPC courses knocked off the list so far. Awesome. So, you know, halfway solidly through both goals. And and how much does having a clear, you know, objective goal like that help you when perhaps sometimes you're torn between work and committing yourself to your your life outside of work? Does that help you say, no, this golf course is on our list. We're making this happen. This is a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Because Brad gets a ton of vacation time because he's been at his company forever. And I used to be more flexible with mine before we got so busy, but now we really have to say, okay, this is the time we have slotted. We really have to go and we have to make the most of this time that we have. And so we go and we, you know, let's find the TPC course. Let's find an Island. Let's go dive. Let's, you know, find any other tour courses that are in the vicinity and let's just knock them out just because it's something we both love and that we're willing to spend the money and the time on. I love that commitment, Kristen, because, um, you know, especially you came from the legal field, you, you know it too, especially in law. Um, there is a hesitancy to take time off and a hesitancy to take care of oneself as a human being and step away from work. And especially as a business owner who's 
being very successful and is actually having to make those hard decisions of turning some business down, it would be really easy and understandable if you said, man, I just, I can't do these trips right now. I've just got all this work. I've got these new customers. I've got this big order, blah, blah, blah. I could see how you could easily rationalize yourself right out of taking any trips. So how do you stay so firmly oriented that way? That's a good question. Cause I, I do kind of delay and, uh, well, we were supposed to go in November and I ended up hurting my foot and it, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in this. Yes. So we had this two week Dominican vacation plan. It was going to be fabulous. Um, all kinds of amazing golf, scuba diving. It was going to be great. And I broke my foot on the way to the airport, literally leaving the house. I broke the foot. So we got to Atlanta, played the one more TPC course, came back the next day with the broken foot. And had to cancel the vacation and ended up getting this order, um, this, this one big order that we had talked about that's carried over three months. So in the time that I would have been gone, the girls that were here would have just been buried, swimming over their heads in work if I had left them when I left, if I had gone on that vacation. Uh-huh. So... It was good that I was back here. I, I worked for, I think, 37 straight days. Tomorrow's my first day off since I got back. Um, but we rescheduled the vacation for after this next round of the big order. Next month, we have the 305 dozen. So as soon as that's done, we're going to Mexico for two weeks. We're just out of here. It doesn't matter. I don't care what else comes in. You know, I can say no. You know, whatever Brooke can't handle, too bad. She can say no. I'm taking the time because I need it. We need it. We need it to clear our heads. That's great just to refresh, see the water, you know, just get clean spirit and start over. Yep. It really is so important for a human and particularly for a business owner to stay fresh and stay sharp. We have to have those clearly delineated times where we get completely clear and clean from our business and our workspace. And then we come back with even more fire to come back at it again. And, um, I can tell that you are sensing you need it. And so it, it is time. Like we it is time to feel that it is time. We try to do at least four or five vacations a year, whether it's, you know, a four day trip up to the mountains, just to get away from here, just to get away, especially mm-hmm. because the business is in my house. The kitchen is actually in my basement. So at least now when I go right. upstairs, I can shut the door. I'm not living in the bakery anymore. It's downstairs, but it's still in my house. It's still there. The phone's always there. Yeah. You know, I'm always aware that it's there waiting for me if I want to go down there and work. So it's really hard to to make the time and decide when, right, to go, but then to just do it. Just go. Let it go. If we don't answer the phone for that two days, they'll find someone else to make their birthday cake. It's fine. It's fine. And I have to let some of that go, and it's hard. But it's so important, isn't it? Um, you know, it could be cookies, it could be law, it could be anything. It's um, at the end of the day, we still are a human and we need certain things to be our best human self. And one of them is, is time away for sure. Um, well, it's so exciting to see the way your business has grown in leaps and bounds and just to watch you sort of have managed it in a way that allows you to continue living the life that you want to live. And it's not like you just stepped right out of the frying pan and into the um, yeah, the other frying pan of business ownership, you've really been very conscious about the apportionment of your time and energy. I feel at least from the outside looking in. Um, and so it seems to me at least that the jump was worth it. And I suspect you have no regrets. I don't at this point. No. I mean, the flexibility that it's given me and the, you know, ability to say, Hey, no, let's take off for two weeks and let's just get out of here is great. I mean, at the law firm, I was always in like vacation debt. (laughs) 
I was like, I need to borrow three days. And, you know, it was always fine, but I didn't like doing it. And I didn't like having every time counted. And I didn't like having to account for every hour of my day for someone else. You know, it's different when it's me and it's 15 hours. It's for me. And I know it's for me. And I reap the benefits. And these are my rewards. And I choose to do that because it is my baby. And what else am I going to do? You know? Right. Well, and you're very good at it. And you bring a lot of extra joy to a lot of other people's lives by virtue of the products that you turn out. Oh, um, thank you. Well, that's a pretty neat thing. I mean, when you think about it, it Kristen, thing. You, yeah, I mean, we can keep it simple and say, oh, it's just a cookie or it's just a cake pop. But those things are tied to really positive, really memorable events in people's lives. And you're, the the dessert that you contribute is is inextricably tied to those positive memories. And so you get to kind of live on in people's memories of, of weddings and babies being born and all kinds of really positive things. And I mean, no one ever had a cookie and said that that made their day worse. I mean, it only no. makes their day <laughs> No one's ever said that. <laughs> no, they only add joy. I mean, they only make the day better. I mean, so absolutely. That's pretty- I'll carry happy face cookies around with me all the time because they're easy, right? You can decorate a happy face cookie in like two seconds. But I put it in a bag and tie it with a yellow ribbon and I'm out and about and I see someone or a kid crying or something and I just give them a cookie. Oh. The day is totally changed at that point, right? Who's not going to be happy with a happy face cookie in their hand? That is so cool. I love that you do just total racks, total random acts of kindness that way by handing out a little cookie love spontaneously. I didn't know you did that, but that's pretty Oh, neat. I totally do. <laughs> that's really neat. I bet you do brighten a lot of people faces and um, make their days. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you just, yeah, you're just such a special human. Oh, thank you. Um, so the way we've kind of been wrapping up these shows is to ask people about their, um, their legacy and kind of, if we were to fast forward to your funeral um, and, and not in a morbid way, just, you know, death is, is unavoidable for us all. What, what do you hope that your life, you know, reflects or what do you hope that that legacy is that you've left behind? Well, I really hope that the people that would come to celebrate my life would just remember me as being a fun, loyal friend, just someone who just always made them smile, that they knew they could count on for anything. I just want to be that person that they're like, yeah, she was amazing. She was such a good friend. She was so good to me. She was generous to the core and kind. And that's, that's what I really want. I, I don't ever want to be well, thought of as mean or snarky or, oh God, lying. I, oh God, I hate lying so much. Sure. Um, I don't ever want anybody to think of me that way. Oh, I doubt that they would. At least the way that I've seen you living your life, I, I don't think that those two things would even be associated with one another. I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, I really just want to hope that people would think that I enriched their life in some way that, that knowing me made even a day, like you said, I give them a cookie, even that day better. Right. Right. And I think we're all kind of called to do that, aren't we? And sometimes it's easy to just focus on our own selves, or our own problems or be in our own day. But then I bet that the, you've had some bad days. And then just that act of giving a cookie to a stranger has probably turned your day around too. I mean, Absolutely. How Absolutely. Yeah, that's the magic in that human connection, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty neat. That's pretty powerful too. It so is. maybe we all need to just start ordering cookies from you and carrying them in our purses. Right. <laughs> They come in very handy on airline trips. I'm going to tell you what. Totally. I bet they do. 
especially if there's like a flight delay, you've got the whole gate well fed with cookies and oh, uh, crying kids, misbehaving children. Yeah. I mean, they're lifesavers for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Flight attendants, they go above and beyond. Yeah. It's anybody. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, so um, we will definitely have a link to your website in case people want to find you. And just remember, listeners, if you want to hire Kristen for one of your events to do your baked goods, give her some um, ample notice and plan ahead. Um, And I know you can also modify some of your recipes to be, you know, for example, gluten-free and some other dietary restrictions too, right? Yeah, we can. We can work gluten-free for sure. We can work in um, dairy-free is a little trickier and we don't do anything that's sugar-free. Sugar's in Who would want that? going to have sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I can bring you a bag of ice cubes if you want them. <laughs> right? Let me go get you a bag of ice on the way to that party. <laughs> Lame sauce. <laughs> um, so, you know, I have just kind of like one more question for you, just because you are always just so positive and, and, um, and, and just a just a really great outlook on life. And I know that your life hasn't always been easy. So I know that you make that happen on purpose. Um, are there certain books that you read or certain things that you listen to or what kind of feeds your headspace with, with positivity? Well, I'm really good at downloading books to my Kindle, but really bad at finding time to read them. Uh-huh. Um, I did you I mean, recently. Yeah. I mean, I downloaded a bunch of stuff, girl, wash your face. And then, Oh yeah. Um, that one I've downloaded. I downloaded a couple more last last week. Thank you, Amazon. Um, but I've got a whole stash. It was the stuff I was saving for vacation. So the books that are in my headspace, like I just read the uh, Girl Boss. I know she, you know, went up and then came down again. But her getting there story on how she went from you know working oh. jobs to building this huge clothing line was really cool. Um, so she was pretty inspiring to me. I'm trying to think what else I've read lately. I'm in the middle of that one. I can't think of the name of it, but it's like um, basically knowing when to give a shit. The uh, uh-huh. What's the name of the book? The Subtle Art of... Not of, Giving a Fuck. That's the one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, by Mark that one, and I love it. I love it. Yep. It's really pick and choose your battles, not only in your life, but with the people in your life, right? Um, right. And when you bring something into your life, you've created more decisions for yourself every day. So kind of like what you've right. done is you've simplified your life. Control. You've gotten rid of we get to- extraneous crap in your life, all extraneous crap. And I love that. Yep. Reading that book, thinking, what can I really get rid of? Instead of bringing one more thing yep. into this house, what can leave this house? Yep. Totally. So that one yeah. I'm really enjoying. Great. Well, that's awesome stuff. Well, um, I know that you're in the final the final phase of your holiday craziness. And with this order that you finish, hopefully tonight, you it's will done. be able to take it either. <laughs> uh, it's done, of course. <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, well, so for our listeners who are in the local area, I'm hoping that they'll be able to find you and I together at this year's Bike to Work Day and every Bike to Work Day here in Denver. Kristen comes out and helps us with our station. And um, you can sample one of her fairs there. Otherwise, you can find her at her website, which is sugarmesweet.com, correct? Correct. Cool. And we'll post up some pictures of some of those delicacies and those amazing things that you make so that we can tantalize our listeners with their eyeballs engaged. That's how it's best. Uh, yeah. So um, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing a little bit of your magic with us. Oh, you're welcome. That was fun. That was fun. Merry Christmas, friend. Merry Christmas. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay, bye.
Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hopman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com. Oh, 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 oh,